welcome to the best of 1991 for the Interjections podcast, the Undiscovered Decade. Uh, we're your hosts. Uh, we, we've been going through our second year of this strange decade. We're, we're finally catching up to films that we started seeing in theaters or at all. Uh, but just like last year, we're going to go through and talk about our collective five favorite films. Last year I mentioned we, we went about this with what was called a border count, based on this French mathematician who came up with a structure. You can say we all have different movies all in our top five. If we both have a certain movie, we, we pick based on the points. Say our number one film gets five points, our number two gets four, etc. And we calculate the point totals, and I've come up with a, a top five. So... We're pretty much ready to go, I guess. Okay, here we are, together again for the Actually, very second time. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to do right before that. We uh, we do have a couple of honorable mentions because uh, it was actually more clear cut than last year. Uh, so the top five, there was a tie in fifth place last year. So I mentioned an honorable mention that we didn't include, but there were three that were just below that. That would be Soap Dish, which was on your list. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, which was on your list, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, which was on my list. They all happened to get into third place in our list, which means they only ended up with three points each. Which bodes well for my picks. Mm-hmm. It's a very Jeff-centric list. So <laughs> Really? Why don't we go with number five right away? <laughs> oh, all right. Number five. Oh, yeah. Production value, baby. Oh, Christ. Oh. <laughs> that was a good movie. I liked it fine. It wouldn't know. have been in my top five. I think this, it was in my top 15, maybe. This was my number one, so now I'm, I'm, that explains I'm a little bit deflated. It's a, it got five points, so <laughs> it ended up uh, just sneaking in. So what movie is this, Tristan? This is Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Uh, we have our two right there. Do you want to discuss, since this was your favorite film, why, I mean, why it was your favorite film? It was just... It was a misunderstood buddy comedy, in my opinion. It was Not supposed wrong. to be. It was. It was an action adventure with with uh, Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson as two former partners in crime. Who you know, it's the, the typical. They get together for one last job, and you know they're trying to save the bar that they basically grew up in, and you know all hell breaks loose. But like. Oh, it was no. it was a genuine like the action was fine the villain was stale but I mean it was genuine Tom Sizemore this is not a right. glowing review <laughs> no 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 but, but the the heart so of Tom, it Tom Sizemore the heart of it stale that's a that's a credit to the, right <laughs> in his in his he weird needs to be stale. in his weird matrixy bulletproof trench coat but yeah. the the, the heart of it was the relationship between the two main characters because like. They were. It was a genuine friendship that you don't usually see in these types of movies. I will and say, I think because of that, people thought that it was like slow paced and kind of lame, and like they wanted to see Bruce Willis blowing shit up, but instead they see these two guys literally hugging it out on an airfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I was going to say there was another picture I almost used of them sitting up on that billboard talking about life and what it means to them. That's the best scene. Yeah. Oh. Even if it slows everything down a little bit, that's, to your point, it's more about, like, 
masculine friendship than blowing shit up. Yeah, so, God, he's a different man. Than, Isn't he weird? God. Yeah, and this movie takes it's a place little goofy. The existentialism. No, no, is... the, the best part is this movie takes place in the future, but not the far future. It's like what ninety seven. That is odd. It's like five years. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no no reason to say no. it in the future. The future nineteen ninety six. Well, they they had to make sense of like some random giant like. Uh, the new cyber drug. drug. Yeah, the, the new, new designer drug. Yeah. The new air. So the new forward. airport that came in and is causing gentrification. So like they needed time for the, those to. You know what I will say with in the era of revivals that we're in now, I would like to see a belated uh, sequel with these. They're two still again. around. Mickey CBS Rourke, series. Mickey ready. That's not sure Don Johnson be game. They yeah. just did a Nash Bridges revival, yeah. mm-hmm. so apparently they could bring it back. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. actually up for that. That um, And I also appreciate because this is one of only two of our twelve focused films to be in our top five. The other three are films we didn't discuss. Oh, wow. So, I actually am fine with this being in here. Yeah. Would you say it's two, two, two cool was, guys in a bad situation? two pretty okay guys in a bad situation <laughs> of their own design. Two half-decent fellas. It's also the epitome of what our uh, podcast is about, being right. a truly hidden mm-hmm. gem. Yeah, oh, yeah. Two decent fellas fall into dire straits. You guys can watch that August, the August 91. Yeah. Boop. Number four. The Corey special. Ooh. This was his number one film. Okay. Uh, yeah, Fisher King. Um, Terry Gilliam, like slice of life movie, which is not something he usually does. He usually does fantasy films, big epic fantasy films. Terry Gilliam, who some people might not know, is the American counterpart in uh, the uh, Monty Python troupe. Mm. Yeah, the only and uh, it's actually mm-hmm. it's a Richard. Gravinay's script. Yeah, what else did he do? He did uh, Living Out Loud. He, he does more, like, character-based dramas, so that's why it was a weird choice for them to get Terry Gilliam to do something like this. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, speaking of chemistry between the two main characters, these two, in particular, are impeccable together. And around this time is when Robin Williams was starting to get a little more dramatic work. Mm-hmm. Because Gets his he started off his career with Popeye, which <laughs> is not the best calling card if you want to be an actor but <laughs> he does <clears throat> Awakenings yeah Awakenings yeah which is pure drama but in this yeah. he uh <clears throat> it's actually more romantic than you would think this but, movie and it actually mean? has it's it's done on a grand scale so it's it actually has uh really sprawling photography of New York mm. for the most part I might like that yeah yeah and it's uh it's got a weird Arthurian legend like, contemporized in modern-day setting in this. Mm. I've heard uh, the other picture I almost chose for this was Robin Williams holding a sword at the camera. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I wanted to get Jeff in there, too. It's a weird, surreal blending of, like, drama and fantasy, but <clears throat> it it's seamless. I think it's up there with, like, Brazil in terms of Terry Gilliam's best movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not seen this, unfortunately. So this is one of two of the top five I haven't seen, actually. Oh, and, uh... I don't know if you two ever saw this. Nope, I have not. Yeah, so we but, have to catch up on this. I oh. wanted to try and get this by the time we talked about it, which was I think April '91. Yeah, somewhere. I actually, I hadn't seen it until last year when, uh, when we I picked this. up the Criterion. Okay. Yeah. It was a favorite in in you know when we were in school and shooting little projects and people would wander by on the street and they'd be like, "What are you guys shooting?" We're like, "Fisher King 2. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that was the only my, my only exposure to it was just that reference. But ah, number, number three. three. Yeah. This huh. is the 
second yeah. one I haven't seen. Yeah, oh, which boy. is an American oh, Tale. American oh wait, no, I haven't seen the original. Wait, you've seen? I've seen, I've, seen the, I've seen this one. I was gonna say you. I seen kept this. thinking about. I'm not awakened. Now who's on what his a list picture to choose? I know. Well, the one I wanted to use was a better one of him, like in front of the saloon, and it wasn't working with the computer. First so. of all, fetishizing the gun culture. I know. I'm on this kind of problematic image. I don't know what I feel about. What's he doing? It's a mouse with a gun. What's on his meeting? You picked the picture. He's twirling the other pistol. This is a this is a motion blur. Oh, okay. That's cool. So who's Whose list good. had this? That was Jeff and Jimmy. Oh, okay. I didn't add this, but it, I believe, got seven points. So it just gets above. So this one of you had second, it in fourth, one of you had it in third. This is the second was... animated movie where John Candy plays a sidekick. Is that, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Because Rescuers Down so. Under, he was also in. He's basically doing the same thing. <clears throat> He's a cat now instead of a, a seagull or, or condor. What was He was a... He was a seagull, I think. No, uh, he, uh, like albatross. Like, albatross. Albatross. Something like that. It like was uh, an albatross. Some seafaring yeah. flight. Is he, so he's playing the same character. Mm-hmm. Jeff, why, <laughs> Jeff, why did you pick it? I mean, it was mostly nostalgia. You know, I remember watching this one a lot. I saw this version more than the original. Um, when I was they younger. aired this more. So, well, yeah, that's probably why. They yeah, they, 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 they this, this was on a lot. The yeah. American Town was like, you know, the first one was no, an like, immigration even, story. Yeah, like even on like Saturday morning cartoons, there was commercials with like Bible, yeah. like inner, like just Definitely being in a commercial, not like a trailer or a promo for the movie. It was like Bible was doing a commercial for what ABC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ABC. <clears throat> I have a distinct memory of going down to uh, Universal Studios and Disney and everything down in Florida. And this was still a big thing at the park. There was like a little Fievel area. Yeah. And I yeah. had seen it maybe once, but I got really excited about the Western stuff. And watched it a couple times after I got back, because they were still airing it on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was big into this, thinking it was the only one. <laughs> Not yeah. realizing there was the immigration story one. Yeah. I mean, they're right. both. Well, this, that, that one was, was way more, I think, geared towards favorite. adults. This one's more kid-centric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Ba- baby's first Western. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? basically. It's so. also uh, Jimmy's number one. Yeah, it was number It's one. also much more colorful than the first one. The first one's kind of dang. Yeah, it's a little drab. Yeah. I mean, fits, fits, you know, New York. And, sure. And for, for the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> ideal. No. I don't even remember the plot of how he gets to the West. I thought he got caught on the train. Did yeah. he accidentally get on the train? Yeah, He's like, well, yeah. I guess I'm going west. No, no, no. What happened was like that. There was there was a lot of like you know, um, violence back home in the city, oh, and like yeah. it got so bad that uh, that everyone was like, we got to get out of here. We got to go somewhere. And I was like, why not move west? And like the whole violence was actually a setup by this like evil like cat type dude. Cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to drive the mice and all the other, like, little critters out from the city into the west, so that way... Right. Or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. rent control. <laughs> yeah, it's rent control. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, I think also, like, there was, there was a whole big plan to, like, you know, get them out there and eat them. Yeah, I remember get, that. Get as much money out of them as possible John and then Candy's eat them. John Candy's cat knows about the plot and he feels bad because he's a cat that doesn't want to eat mice. Isn't he a vegetarian <laughs> Yeah, he's a vegetarian. Yeah. So he's, yeah. like... He finds out and saves them, or helps yeah. it's, save them. It's the most, like, as an adult, like, describing it, it's like, that's the most convoluted way to just eat mice. Yeah, just go just, get them. Just go yeah. get them. Um, 
It's also Jimmy Stewart's last role. At all, he oh, dies. Wow. He dies in '97, I believe. So mm. this is it. Hmm. He, he had not really acted in a live-action film since what, The Shootist? You were saying The Shootist, yeah. Which is in the seventies. Yeah. So he hadn't really done seven or basically retired. Yeah. But he came back to do this western, since he had been in a bunch. So it was a nice little cameo. All right. Well, so that's the first three. Number two is right. another collective one that Here was on a couple of our lists. Number two. Ah, the Rocketeer. Oh, the Rocketeer. Ah, uh, uh, the Rocketeer. First film I saw in theaters. This actually <clears throat> leads me to ask a question. We covered this for an episode as well. So this is the other one that we uh, had. So I'm curious uh, one This is not my number one, by the way. <clears throat> my number one is our number That's one. That's shocking. Yeah, this mm. is my number two, which is why it's up here. I believe it got ten points. Oh, I know what number one is. Oh, so your yeah. number two got our number two. Our number one is huh? on all four of our lists. Well, hey, so. let's talk about number two, because that's what's up. Number two uh, for The Rocketeer, I, I wanted to ask, because I, I said this during that episode, uh, this was my first film I ever saw in theaters. I don't remember ever asking you guys what your first film you saw in theaters was. Did I ask <coughs> you? Can you? Do you remember? <laughs> you trying to think of the first one I had a recollection of. Oh, I know. It was... Uh, they put Snow White back in theaters, and I saw that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, the first film that I remember seeing, I don't know what the first film was for sure, but the first film I remember seeing in theaters was Jurassic Park. That's fine. I do too, actually, yeah. because totally. I got scared during the first scene just hearing the dinosaur in the box, and mm-hmm. I ran into the aisle, my mom had to console me. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, uh, I, freaked like out. my sister and I freaked out when uh, the Velociraptor popped out and tried to eat Ellie Sattler near the end. That's when I lost my shit. Because mm-hmm. that caught me off guard. I was like, oh my god, scary, creepy thing. So thanks, Spielberg. You traumatized the whole generation. But I love the movies like so much. Like, oh, yeah. Dinosaurs, <laughs> the dinosaurs meant to be scary. Yeah. I'll be fair. I remember, you know, the, I don't remember the first movie I saw in theaters, but like the first movie that I was obsessed with. I don't remember which came first. Was it Toy Story or Casper? Casper. Both are 95. Wait, Ca- no. Casper was before Toy Story. Okay. It's May yeah, Toy Casper Story. was when Casper was I the first May time. Toy Story. I don't know. They were both summer. Yeah, I thought Casper was like June. I think it's about the same mm-hmm. time. Toy Story still holds the, the record for the amount of things I've, uh, times I've seen a movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. But those because, you know, tickets were like four bucks for a kid, so yeah. you know, it was easy. It's basically a babysitter. But, right. Um, but Casper came out on your birthday. Casper... Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, that's why they I was just like, I love that movie. And, and that, that was the first time I remember, like, really, really can't wait until it comes out on home video. Mm-hmm. And then you probably freaked out because you're like, Ray Stanz is in that movie, too. He's got a cameo. Right. It's a well, there was actually, in that movie. actually, I think I saw Casper before I saw Ghostbusters. So you didn't. So so you get the oh, wow, the reference. I still haven't seen Casper. Oh, it's actually mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the special effects don't hold up now, but you know, uh, Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Pullman, Paul Pullman. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Is yeah. he? He's got a cameo. Yeah, that's fine. A bunch yeah. has been spoiled for me yeah. recently yeah. too. So, well, maybe it's like it's 26 years later. I can't and fault it. Th- three uh, and then uh, Casper's three uncles were just like, they they. Yeah, I had a bunch of trading cards too, so I kind of saw the movie in trading card form. Because I used to Wait, collect a bunch of sets what, of movies. What, what like were the uncle's names? Like a Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like Stretch. I remember I used yeah, to have Stretch like the toys. Like, from, like, <laughs> they had like Pizza Hut toys or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I had we'll talk stretch. about this more like in yeah the Rockets here. This is what I wanted to know because <laughs> your formative film, like the Rocketeers on my body. 
because it was the first film I saw in theaters. Yeah, it was proto Iron Man, like just it was. What did I say? It was Iron Man meets Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. that's it's why I like both of those films. Yeah. With a bland lead. Hey, he's fine. Honest. Billy Campbell's good. He's supposed to be oh, vanilla. Be, I like Iron it. Man meets Indiana Jones meets some blue collar schlub. Billy Campbell meets the aviator. So meets the aviator. Yeah, that's why yeah, I like the aviator. Literally meets yeah, the aviator. Meets the aviator. That's why yeah. I like the aviator too. That's true. Uh, surprised I'm not more into planes like you are, Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm really surprised you're not. But then again, like my my love for uh, uh, planes kind of stems more from like. The decade after this, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and where this film takes place, so like yeah, the nineteen thirty-seven, like yeah, nineteen forties is like where I get my uh, love for airplanes it's yeah. from, like the Warbirds. It explains why uh, I like the music, but which also like ties into why I like the Rocketeer because like it's that whole style and that era, yeah. uh, era, oh, and like uh, yeah, and like they, they go a little bit on the airplanes. Yeah, they touch up know. on it, but like I it's just, know just enough this to build, one, build the uh, the uh, world world building. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like they had a Zeppelin in there. Of course, the Germans would have a Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. And they had the... Uh, oh, Timothy Dalton's the new, incredible Oh, yeah. Was. Well, then they also had... Um, didn't they do recently, or they were going to, like an animated... Mm-hmm. They had a kid's show yeah. Yeah. where yeah. it's his granddaughter oh. or great-granddaughter. I, mm-hmm. I've never known Timothy Dalton as uh, yeah. James Bond. I've always known him as a Nazi. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. gonna say, but I think that's how I got introduced to a whole generation of people. Is everybody knew him as James Bond? And then this is his first. I think this is yeah. first villain role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like I grew. I, like, I, I didn't. I didn't see any from the Bond films. So like when I found out that he was Bond, I'm like, he was. This a big was guy? shortly after the last one that he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually you reminded me there. After we did our episode, we were discussing what we could do with a reboot. And they announced like a week later, David Elliolowo is doing a Rocketeer movie. Yeah. Didn't say that he's going to be in it, but he's at least producing it and, and working with people. He's a director it. now. So, he could direct it. And it's supposed to yeah. focus on the Tuskegee Airmen, which another great possibility. So uh, yeah. I wanted to have him in the war in the Pacific, that theater. But that be, well, just because he had faced off against Nazis. Yeah, but like the thing, like the Tuskegee it. Airmen weren't in the Pacific theater, right. so so it's uh, that'd, fine, be, that'd be a hard stretch. It's a, it's a uh, thing speaking. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what I would have done uh, when yeah. we were snowballing. Oh, that would be so cool if they did get the Tuskegee Airmen. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, I'm just thinking right off the bat, like, uh, how, like, the special effects or, the like, the visual uh, animation design, everything about it would play out if, like, the Rocketeer was a Tuskegee Airman. Because, mm-hmm. like, the way that the uh, Tuskegee Airmen would, like, dogfight is... I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It, better happen but like the way they dogfight is like they're they would fly around the bombers up and like yeah. basically protect them whereas like you know the white guys that were fighter pilots um they would uh pursue the enemy mm-hmm. all the way to their air base yeah uh which is where they get the designation p for the uh fighter planes back then p51 p47 hmm. p, like, pursuer hmm. they were meant to pursue the enemy uh they didn't quite get into the head to like uh to you know if you're going to defend a bomber, you should probably hang around the bomber till like, the raid is done. Yeah. Which is what the Tuskegee Airmen did. They would hang around the bomber to stay close to them Perfect. the whole way around. They, they didn't, like, like it was like, I gotta get that kill to uh, put a score on my plane. It yeah. was like, no, no, my job is to make sure that these planes make it back. Yeah. So, like, imagine a rocket, a guy with a rocket strapped to his back just doing these, like, little dives and loop-de-loops around bomber planes. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. Can't yeah. wait. And it's basically Red Tails 2 yeah. because he yeah. was a part of that anyway. 
Mm. So. Can't wait. Cool. And now we'll uh, finally take a look at our number one film of 1991. One that was on all four of our lists, which did not happen last year. Really? I'm yeah, I think, I think Goodfellas was, was on all of our lists. Was Goodfellas on all of ours? So it's the same thing as last year, I guess. I'm pretty sure I deliberately kept it off my list last year. Really? Like, oh, so I'm pretty sure. Liar. Okay. Maybe, yeah. We but could, maybe do, we could double sick. check. I could be a liar. Yeah, I have the card over there. I am a uh, felonious liar. Yeah. Naked gun two and a half. Naked gun two and a half. Oh. Oh, okay. Judgment Day. Yep. Which we didn't necessarily cover. We talked about how much we like it, and turns out it's on all of our lists. I was actually kind it's of not annoyed really because hidden gem. That's why it wouldn't be right. Yeah. Talked about like Goodfellas. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. one of the biggest films of the year, right. if not the biggest. Um, I think it was number one at the box office. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely saw this a bunch in '92 on TV, unedited. Yeah. So I was definitely messed up by this movie. Uh huh. Formed, formed by this movie. Actually, no one yeah. molded, molded. Even. Maybe even manufactured? Grown? I'm actually thinking I Port. did see this in the theater. This yeah. might have been, this might have been For, You right. saw an R-rated movie. You My parents didn't care like, about stuff like that. Uh, Everyone was a lot more lenient back in 1991. Yeah, nobody yeah. cared about that. Yeah. And their kids were chair smoking in the theater. I think it's okay to watch anything as, so long as there isn't gratuitous amounts of sex. There is nudity. Yeah, but it's Arnold. Nudity. Yeah, and there's death. Isn't there Arnold nudity in every Terminator movie though? I feel like, like yeah. yeah. Well, he comes. No, in, yeah, but he appears. That's the way he appears. Right. right. But I remember my first exposure to this movie was trading cards because I was just, just like, like oh, hey, oh, look, yeah. cool killer robot thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, this was marketed towards kids like crazy. There was, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was well, some, then, so there was the like, Universal ride. Too. That oh, was like right, the Universal yeah. 4D thing where it was like it was the 3D glasses. Oh, uh, the travel through time one? I think I did. They had some special scenes for that. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, and you get chased by Goo Cop. I totally uh, forgot. Yeah. T-1000. Yeah. yeah, that was... Robert Patrick. Yeah. I totally forgot I went on that ride. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But that's the thing. It wasn't really a ride. It was more it was like an experience you were sitting in a theater yeah. watching it. You were wearing 3D glasses and then at one point they had an Arnold impersonator run through the theater. Yeah. Like shooting at people. It was, it was, like, it was basically you can't do that now. It was now. basically an interactive movie. Yeah, like 4D. Yeah. Right. It's like Muppet Vision. Uh, yeah, 4D. Cause... Just like this one's going to be next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're coming to your living room. <laughs> Taking it on tour. <laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing about this is with every James Cameron sequel they turn to a big action spectacle just like Aliens. Yeah. Because yeah. the first one's more horror-oriented, more sci-fi horror-oriented, yeah, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Or pre-apocalyptic in this case. I think yeah. the but first um, one's more of a thriller. Definitely than, thriller. Yeah, yeah, definitely You a don't know what's happening. Like, like, but this is going, like where what James Cameron really got into his big set pieces and stuff yeah. like that. And I think just like Aliens, now that you know the premise, you don't need a lot of setup. Oh, a new robot? It's liquid this time? Definitely upgrade it. Well, you know oh, what? They're gonna have him come back, and now he's the failsafe. Okay. Yeah, he's the savior. Well, here's the, the thing: destroyer. the marketing campaign deliberately left that out, which is brilliant. So you thought he was the villain again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. yeah. See, that's good. That's which, that's smart. Which is also at least for us. Now it is. wouldn't happen. We didn't know he wasn't the villain. Cares. I didn't know there was a first one when I first saw this. Just like Five Will Goes West. Yeah. So I was just like, "This is incredible." 
they think he's another robot is what I thought. You I see, thought they sent two after her, but this one turns out to be good was the twist. Yeah, when I was a kid, I knew there was a movie before this because like whenever I go to other kids' houses and they're like, Wanna watch a movie? Well, yeah, sure. And they'll be like, T two? I'm like, T what? They're yeah. like, Yeah, Ter- Terminator two or they'd be like, Judgment Day, blah blah and they were like, yeah. What's that about? And they, they they would just they would tell me like this is the sequel to Terminator and I'm like Never seen that one. I was like, ah, you don't have to worry. We'll just watch this. Yeah. But at, at like five or six, it didn't matter. I just watch it. And I was like, yeah, no, this is pretty dope. I didn't see the first one until I was 18. It was the summer right before I went to college. Right before I, I think, I think uh, I was about 11 when I saw the <coughs> first one. Maybe 10. I was I six it. when I saw the first one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh, wow. wait. This was 1991. Yeah, no. At some point, I, I saw this one first. Then I saw the... Yeah, like all of us. First right. one, second. Yeah, the first one, second. And I was like... Yeah, I think we're at the age where we might see this one first, because we're all about six when this comes out. Yeah. And terms of people getting snubbed by the Oscars, Linda Hamilton. She's so Probably well, got nominated. This. So this movie would have come out, came out when I was, like, in theaters when You're I was four. four but, like, yeah, I, saw six, it when, five, I, saw, four, I saw it on a VHS. So, like, at four, I was like, what's this now? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, like, at five or six... I say six because that's when I finally saw it. Yeah, no, no, I saw five, it in the summer of and no matter what format you watch this in, the liquid metal stuff is still, still good. state of the art. It's dazzling. Yeah, it's the still, effects it. Yeah, it I mean, the, the, like they use they used new technology back then to, you know, animate them. But like it was new technology that they spent like a couple million dollars on. Like nowadays, it's just only a few thousand dollars. I then, own them. Yeah, I I still had this weird like headcanon mixture where I thought that this was in the same universe as the secret world of Alex Mack. Utilize a cheap version of like what they developed. Right. Because yeah. like uh what was it? like Alex Mack was like what ninety six, ninety seven? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so like okay here's another like Steven Spielberg with Jurassic Park. Uh, they use that laser scanning technology to like scan in 3D clay models to help like you know build the, the CG dinosaurs. But like that, like that technology when they developed it and like used it was like it was expensive, very expensive. Right. Someone you, yeah, you, so have, you have the powerhouse to behind developing so, the technology and then eventually it yeah, and like it trickles if, down. And if you're gonna like use that new technology. Even as far back as then, like they're gonna make sure it's nice and polished and right. good looking, uh, which was we why see movies with effects up. nowadays. Not yeah, they, they don't they don't put in the effort because like the technology is like is easy is like it's like well, with the like they they, they throwing they, a filter like on. Dr- like with the Malcolm when it was, it was like also, they, they take it they pe- like package it like repurpose it like blah 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 that 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 it was also easier under. to hide the mats and stuff when it would you know you do the digital stuff and then it would be scanned back onto. Film. On the film, yeah, it's not digital. Injured, yeah, yeah. yeah digital look a little wacky. And so it, it yeah, still looked like it kind of all blended together, but now everything right. is shot digitally, edited digitally, projected digitally, so, like... Right. You yeah, watch yeah. It all now. I think yeah. that's what I like about 90s films, too, because they have that grit still that you got in the 70s and 80s, right. but the film is as good as it will ever get, yeah. at least at this point. Yeah. So I mean, it is clean, but then you have that almost nostalgic feel of it being... But even when they do 4K scans of this, it still, it still holds up. Uh, just to like kind of segue a little bit, like with the um, uh, with modern uh, CG compared to like old CG, especially if it's like really good back then, like garbage now. Uh, I think a big problem with like modern effects, like if you're going to insert like a character that's CG all of a sudden, or like 
an animal or a monster. Like, it, they kind of just throw out this concept of gravity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or shadows. Like, so, yeah. because like a or shadow. Like, Nobody matters. Not so much shadow, but like yeah, yeah. the weight. Like you'll see like I mean. 180 pound man, 200 pound man. Like if he has superpowers, yeah, sure, whatever. That's whatever. You could you could wrap your brain around that a little bit, but like the way that they jump around and move around, like well, go the from last Terminator movie, it's a little yeah, with dark feet. So. It does, it's not yeah. it's not hundred uh, percent. It's not it's not going to be it's not ever going to be hundred percent like convincing. But yeah. like when it comes to like the big monsters or the giant robots, like like. You know those things weigh a couple tons, and like it's going to take them a while. Like you know, they establish light gravity. And, and uh, uh, when he's pushing through the wall, like basically Robert Patrick, oh yeah, yeah, probably yeah. what a hundred pounds of that. <clears throat> yeah, when he pushes him against the wall and he craters the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert Patrick too. Great setup to have him be a cop for most of the film because he has that trusting face and it lets him get around. But then, like, he has a trusting face, but then, like, he just, you just, he just tilts his head a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he's got the, he's oh, got the great. like, oh hey. He might not be so trustworthy. Also, we, on top of the action being really good, the script's pretty nuanced too with the Miles Dyson character. Oh, Miles Dyson's my favorite part. Yeah, because he's unwittingly put into this this chain reaction where he's going to set off the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But he's he's, he's a family he's man on top yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. So like, she's kind of got qualms about killing him. Yeah, and like he he wouldn't be the guy that would like be the linchpin in like developing. Uh, the Terminators, essentially, if it weren't for the fact that they came across the remains of the last Terminator from the mm-hmm. first movie. Which so it's a great continuation of the story. That's why every subsequent sequel yeah. is just adding on to something that's pretty much closed. Yeah. Also... And it's had the heart yeah. that you like. Look, as a kid, like, throughout the whole movie, I didn't need any, like, fill-in or backstory. I was fine up until they came back to the, uh, the lab to get the, the original arm. I'm like, wait, hold up. What's going on? They have his arm, like... That's when, like, the yeah, other kids around me kid. had, had to fill it in. It's like, no, that's from the last one, man. I was like, the last one's like, the first movie! When the Terminator was a bad guy! I'm like, oh, okay. I, I don't know what I thought, but I literally didn't realize that until I saw the first movie. So I think my brain just shut it out. Like, maybe it was their prototype. And so when Hamilton's just trying to stop him before it's too late, knowing that this is when the prototype was made. Right. So I think I got... it. It got deeper once I saw the first one, finally. Did you guys cry when you saw the ending? The first time? No. Don't remember. When he lowers himself down. Yeah. I don't, like, it's weird. As a super young, yeah, as a kid, I wouldn't process. I mean, yeah, no, as a kid, I wouldn't be able to process. I'm like, oh, man, that's so badass. He's giving his thumbs up as he's going into the lava. But as an adult, I'm like, oh, man. It is the the ro- robot man has feelings. No, I don't. Robot man's giving me feelings. I definitely had it. Yeah. Stop! Oh no, it's like you're trying all over again. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. It's weird, like there's a, I've noticed there's a lot of movies like as a kid I'll watch I'll be unfazed, but now as an adult I'm like looking back I'm like holy shit that just, that hits harder now that I'm an adult. Perfect right. toaster. Yeah. I need to watch. Never ending story. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. But we fucking tree. These are due for a rewatch. I think I might like walk marathon all these. Mm-hmm. All, the all of them. I never all saw the Terminators. I haven't seen the last like three of them. I'm so. never lucky. Uh, yeah, I haven't, really I haven't really seen Genesis. Like I think the last one I saw was four. Salvation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sit yeah. down and like have an excuse to munch on popcorn, then sure. <laughs> but by, by all means, go ahead. And see I've that. heard the TV yeah. shows actually. I like the TV show yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. With uh, Lena Headey. Lena Headey, yeah. She plays Sarah Connor. 
She's very good in it. Summer Glau. And they're doing things that they appreciate the third film, but they actually like link some things without forcing continuity. I know the you third know, film's kind of contrived, but I think it, I feel it like, ties things up pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like with no matter no matter the what third one, third one, yeah, the no third matter what with the uh, Terminator movies, whatever comes out, like it's, it'll be so easy to just like you know be like, oh yeah, no, it's not can't because it's time travel. Yeah. Like, you, you, you could legitimately... But the time travel in the first movie doesn't even make any well, sense. Yeah, no, that's why, like, no matter what version of Terminator, like, you could sit there and, like, okay, you could just, like... Time just, travel, uh, time you can uncanon yeah, it whatever. in your head. Your own head cannon could be, like... Right. It doesn't matter. That's why I don't mind the fifth one, yeah. because I like Amelia Clark and Jason Clark as actors. I agree. And I thought yes. they did fine. That's why it's a guilty pleasure. With, with with the, the, with, it's, not, it's not a good film for yeah. time travel. It doesn't yeah, make no, no, any yeah, sense. What the, uh, what the watch for the time when, travel. When, yeah. when, when people were shitting on the Christian Bale one, like... Uh, yeah, I don't like terrible. it, but that's because it's dark and dark. Yeah, but, like, I didn't mind it. It's not Bale's fault. Yeah, I didn't mind I didn't mind it. I was like, I thought it was fine. It was like, it's the Terminator. You just know what else this point, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. You don't want to see yeah. a movie without him. Right? I mean, at this his point. face was in the movie. Like, you're not well, going to find a diehard movie without Bruce Willis, even though point, you know he was he's a sleepwalk through it. Yeah, what in California, point. wasn't he? Like, during the, yeah. the Christian Bale years? Yeah, yeah so they, he's they had a stand right in. after the third movie. Yeah, they had, the they had a digital stand-in for yeah, well, they, well, yeah, it was called, they CGI'd, like, the original, his face from the 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 first movie, the 84 movie. So like he looked like he came from the eighties, even though it was fresh off the uh, uh, production line. Yeah. Now you, you want to talk about you know special effects not aging well? The <laughs> special effects of using an older version, new technology to capture an older version of an actor in a new movie. Sky Captain. <laughs> a looks bit. terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say the, yeah, it was a the year one time where I was Captain. like, when I really thought they got that technology right, where they started to get it right, was Ant Man mm-hmm. with the early scenes with the. Michael Douglas. And I was then, like, okay, they're making the other And then what was it, uh, Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue One's not when, bad. With, with, when they, when they came scenes? up with What's-His-Face, and we're like, whoa, I thought Peter, he was dead for like Peter, 10 years. Yeah, he's been dead since 94 Peter at that Cushing. point. So oh. Peter Cushing, I thought, looked all right. It's a little off. It's it, <sighs> like, it, almost like, there. Yeah, you're right. It's almost there. With, he uh, looked like, perfect in the reflection. I think Michael Douglas... Yeah, no, it was... Uh, like, like I, again, Valley. like... Yeah. That's when I noticed it. Like, when the camera angles changed. Like, when he was still and he didn't move, like, you could be... Conv- but, like, once when he started right. moving, like, just, like, Sorry. I guess that required animation. <laughs> and so, the so like, the, the program was like, okay, I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah, yeah or, and I mean, we can credit it to this. This is where all that technology yeah. came from, so... Sure. Back. <laughs> Fun little bit. Uh, speaking of special effects and uh, being reused and like copied, James Cameron recopied his own yeah. special effects like uh, the Abyss. Oh, true. Yeah, it happens oh, yeah. again. But like he combined that was basically liquid metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he animated water, but it was the same thing as like same concept. But the like, aliens uh, kind of look like the T one thousand. Mm-hmm. So no. they could they could meld that stuff and make it look like it was really happening. I've never seen the Abyss. So. So. It's, it's really good. It's, a good, movie. it's good. It's good. I've heard that was one of Ed Harris's most harrowing experiences. I almost drowned. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> a couple times. I mean, James Cameron's known for being kind of a taskmaster on yeah. set. Lovely. Like another director we know. Anyway. Who Jeff? No, Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to let you know, Jeff, how you did. And last year, I didn't really go through the Poster Boys. That was how I did in what. Oh, Poster Boy. Poster Boy. Yeah, your points. My favorite segment. So I didn't uh, exactly get it from last year. I wanted to get both years so I could tell you how you had done last year. I know. But I at least calculated this year, and I would like to say, Jeff, for the year 1991, you accumulated 
67.5 points. You may think that's amazing, but it's out of a potential 240. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so like, I was about to say, you got a, you got a D minus, but that sounds more like a, I don't know. And I would like to mention that Jimmy got 10 points. Wait, how the fuck did I get 10 points? Jimmy got 10 and gave the title. Yeah, you gave the title in one of them, and you gave a suggestion of something. You, you got to, three points in November. You need to walk me through your, your, your... So, so yeah, you like, got to let me know what I'm in here. on it, too. We're not going to show you the, the meat inside. Um, so basically, I give you a couple points if you're close. If you give the correct synopsis, I give you even more. If you give a better synopsis, I give you even more than that. <laughs> uh, if, if you get a, a better title, about the same as a better synopsis. If you get the right title without like prompting, we give you the most points. So you got that like twice. You got better synopsis like five times. I mean, I feel like the score should be you like should be That's... You should be getting about 100. 60 is good. I think 100 is great. The problem was well, a lot. Think, if I recall, maybe, ever get maybe, 200, maybe the 200 like like, a 300. after after hundred should be like the bonus range. And like, I think <laughs> I think as we go on, you're going to start knowing the posters as soon as we give them. So you might get to 240. I also think part of the problem you know th- all 12, this past year was a lot of the posters. It was the name of the main character. Right. So you're and not going to be able to get guess at yeah. Dodge you're never and gonna get Oscar. Dutch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you got Suburban Commando. That's you right. You got. Um, Something earlier in the year. I think uh, Mannequin 2, you figured it out. Yeah. And knew that it wasn't the first one. Um, Rover Dangerfield, you had heard of. So once you realized that's what it was, you got it. Don't tell Mom the Baby that he already knew. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah, so you got that one. Yeah. Which is fine. That you get the points for that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But then we have to ask different questions. So, so... (laughs) So should I jump in more often so I sure. can get points? Which one did Jimmy get? Oh god, why well, I You should have had seventy four. This is supposed to be my thing, man. Well, I mean, it is your thing, but I'm I like Jimmy I know got 10. I know sometimes like though that that ten points is probably for me That's trolling true. you. Yeah, you That's could have gotten seventy four. What was the one that uh, Jimmy got? You um, remember? you got three points in November for people under the stairs. I forget why because I was doing this at one in the morning today. Um, you got seven points because you guessed popcorn before Jeff could. Mm-hmm. Oh, the movie Popcorn? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't remember that happening, but I'll take it. It was the skull with the mask of a woman half off, and you were like, what do you get when you go to a movie? And Jimmy's like, Popcorn! Oh, <laughs> I, I was oh, answering the question! Yeah. Come on, yeah. that's a super It'd be weird if he was like, gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. What movie you going to? <laughs> Butter! I just want the Butter! No popcorn. Yeah. Necessary wow. Roughness was the uh, worst one, I think, because we're all like, I don't know. It's football, but you were noticing the people in the tiny pictures, and you could guess who they were. You saw Sinbad and yeah. Scott Bakula and stuff. So, man, you were doing that through a tiny screen, weren't it you? It was very hard. That was very blurry scary. picture too. So, but you did all right. I think you did better this year than you did last year. So my guess is you got about like forty or fifty. I'm not hundred percent. Forty or fifty points. More points. Mention ninety. Yeah. Uh, well, he's improving. So, yeah. yay. So I did want to ask a couple other questions, too. Like, like we said last year with The Best of 1990, I, I, I kind of wanted to go into, did any of these films have any effect on you, having a, like new films that we didn't really know before that we discovered for this? Obviously, Jeff had Harley-Davidson become his favorite film of the year. Uh, I, I had Boys in the Hood in my top five. Um, you know what? Uh, actually, one that Jeff suggested, uh, Dogfight. Yeah. Was uh, I thought it was really good because I hadn't seen River Phoenix, I hadn't seen much of his work up until now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
It was a good staged uh, performance. I don't know. I have a better appreciation yeah. for the style of humor that you would get from a movie like L.A. Story. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, I would have been like, this is stupid, this is dumb, it makes no sense, this is retarded. Adults watch this, but now that I'm older, and you know, I'm smarter, um, <laughs> okay. like, it's it's a lot funnier. So like, I get it now. Like As a kid, I would have been like, this is dumb. But now it's just like, oh, yeah. West Coast satire. Yeah, West mm-hmm. Coast satire. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, I was a southern kid, so like, I would have been like, what are these yuppies? Being <laughs> yeah. dumb about, like, but that's the joke. Yeah, that's a joke because they're like, I, I get it. They now. can laugh at themselves, but we can also laugh with them. Yeah, yeah. So I think like, Steve Martin got it. Yeah, I mean, I learned that they're just the 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 tastes of the time, and like some of the movies that I liked were the ones that were just like terribly panned, mm-hmm. like Early Davidson, and actually to a point, Cool as Ice. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was better than I thought it would be. An experience. What? Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying this and you keep getting shocked. I feel, I feel <laughs> like... Better than you thought it was. I don't know. I feel like Cool as Ice would be... If you oh, go right. into it expecting nothing more than this is Vanilla Ice... A Vanity Project? Like, it was... I, I don't know. It it's was... It's not yeah. the answer to Boys in the Hood that it's he thought it was. I mean... I mean, I mean how could was, it be? Boys in the Hood was brilliant. It's about a white rapper out in, like... Not Farmsville, not California, bumping into some rich white girl, be like, "Hey, yo, how's it going?" It, it's letting people. Yeah, it's just, like, 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 no, that it's is a, a bad movie. But bad, it's like, uh, it's it's something you can have on in the background. But the cinematography is pretty. Cause the oh yeah, no, the cinematography is great. You can have it on in the but, background, but you still have to listen to the music. But honestly, like, Boys in the Hood was the one that that we that obviously reverberated, resonated the resonated. most with us. Yeah. Echoed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. And yeah. it was definitely like it was a, a, a true. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Urban. It's not. No, I'm just saying it, it wasn't what we <laughs> normally watch because we don't really because we're white. We're, co- we're covering like schlock mm. stuff. Yeah. And then this. Yeah. Right. And this know, isn't a hidden gem to a certain demographic, I'm sure. Yeah. So. I think it's a hidden gem to people that are sort of ignorant of what is going on in the world. So what? Yeah. Right. I guess I guess it gives it's us more of a glimpse into African American culture that we normally wouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. It was so timely. It was like, that's all. That's a, you know, and given it given that still, it came out in nineteen ninety one, like there's still like gentrification the same, yeah, and stuff like that's still like, going there's on. Still like a lot of people just don't like grasp what their life is like, even to this day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the fact that it was a month before Rodney King uh, spells yeah. everything. Right. Uh, that you won't learn from it even. Right. But that we can hope to. Uh, the one thing I want to do, something that does happen in 1992, if you'll advance the next slide. The 1991 Oscars. <laughs> oh, God. So, the, uh, <laughs> the 1992 Oscars, the ones for 91, um, were the third time, I believe... <clears throat> where the five major categories were won by one film. The best picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay all went to Silence of the Lambs. Wow. That's too much power. And I wanted to maybe do this last year. We discussed this after we did Best in 1990, but when I had wanted to talk about awards in general, I think the Oscars is the hallmark of all awards, especially for what we're doing movies-wise. You know, We could talk about what won the Golden Globes and stuff as well, but at least for now, I wanted to see... 
each of us get a, a category and say what we thought would have been best actor or actress or whatnot, and then discuss a little bit. So I thought I'd start off with Jeff. If you want to go right into that, best actor. Uh, I can tell you the five that were actually nominated. And as you know, Anthony Hopkins won for yeah. best actor for Hannibal Lecter. So you're saying like who I would have picked? Yeah, who you would have picked. Would you have picked someone that totally different? I was going to say, does it guess, necessarily have to be of the five? It doesn't have to be one of the five. If okay. you thought like Mickey Rourke deserved it for Harley oh, Davidson. God. <laughs> you're allowed Don to pick, Johnson. No, you're allowed um, to pick that. Daniel Baldwin. Or like... And do you, would you rather me read the five first? Let's yeah, do you no, want to no, no, say no, no, your pick should be pick? earnest. Yeah. I, Jim I, Barney would have been good. No, no, I mean, I think he should, no, 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 I think he should be earnest about his choice. That's what I was talking about. Guys, come on. Oh, okay. No, no, Jim like, Barney, no, should be earnest. Jim Barney should be best yeah. actor in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, what were the five? You want to know the five first? Let's know the five. So obviously Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Warren Beatty for Bugsy, which was on That's right. two of our lists, but a little low. Um, Robert De Niro for Cape Fear. Mm. Uh, Nick Nolte for The Prince of Tides, which uh, after you told us about that synopsis, Jimmy and I want to check out. Yeah. And Robin Williams for The Fisher King. That was actually going to be my, my pick, was yeah. Robin Williams. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. He, he would have won a little early. Anthony Hopkins still would win in 2020. Yeah. So, that's not a bad pick. That's true. What, do you guys agree with that? What, that would have picked Robin Williams out of those five? Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't say. I know De Niro's kind of like the Meryl Streep of getting nominated, other than Jack Nicholson, because that performance in Cape Fear is pretty campy. But he's, um, he's a good actor, so you think it's good. He was nominated yeah. the year before for Awakenings. Yeah. Uh, no, I would go with Robin Williams. Because, again, he, he alternates between being heartbreaking, comedic. It's a, it's a very multifaceted performance. So. Hmm. I actually would go with uh, Warren Beatty for Bugsy. We just watched it, so yeah. oh. we missed it for our December discussion, but uh, I think it's honestly his best performance. So, I, yeah, I, don't, I think he has the yeah, charm I don't have much of an to, old school yeah, actor, but... Yeah, I don't have much to compare his performance from Bugsy. Mm-hmm. Dick Tracy. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's about it. Like, I don't have much to compare. You never saw Bonnie and Clyde? Or Reds? Funnily enough, I have not seen Bonnie and Clyde, and uh, should watch I should have by now. Yeah. Because like, that, I would have said, was his best performance, but I think Bugsy surpasses that now for me. It might be my favorite film he's done. Oh, nice. Um, it was sixth for my list, so it just was under Boys in the Hood. Okay. And then Silence of the Lambs, actually. So. I'm actually surprised Belfight was not in the top five. That was in my top ten. I think it was <clears> nine. <throat> so, yeah, I'm actually surprised it wasn't in yours. Yeah. And I actually might put River Phoenix in there if I it was mean, Seymour. <laughs> actually, yeah, I would have nominated him, mm-hmm. River Phoenix. Yeah, it was, yeah, because River Phoenix was also on my list for a best actor. Because it was, I don't know, I liked Dogfight. I was just, it, it was weird because going into it, having done the show first and then seeing the movie, um, I don't know, there were, there were things that I, I don't know, it, it, it hit different. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I I'm sure. What I want to say. It's a very unique great. experience and you Lily, had with um, it. Oh my God, what was her name? The, the, the Lily Taylor. Taylor. Lily Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I actually like her a lot. We'll get to that when I do my category. Yeah. Oh, For Corey, I was going to give you best screenplay. Best screenplay? I'm guessing uh, Fisher King was not. Oh yeah, I got to show you. Now obviously there's two in there. There's best original and best adapted. 
you can just pick which one you would have given something to. So Silence of the Lambs won Best uh, Material Previously Produced or Published, as mm -hmm. it was called back then. Uh, it was also up against the foreign film Europa Europa, Fried Green Tomatoes, JFK, okay. and The Prince of Tides. The original uh, winner was Thelma and Louise, and it was up against Boys in the Hood, Bugsy, The Fisher King, and Grand Canyon. Oh, one of the worst scripts. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm going to... If you want to see the list, just so you don't... I, I would probably maybe pick something not on that list. Yeah? Yeah, Soap Dish. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I love the witty banter in that. What was uh, Soap Dish again? Soap Dish is a satire of uh, soap operas, daytime soap operas, with Sally Field and Kevin Klein. And, um, yeah, it's almost got like a Preston Sturgis quality of the dialogue. Mm -hmm. Like it's very fast-paced. I imagine... Snappy. I imagine it would be an original, right? It wasn't based on anything. No, it's not based on yeah, anything. So that would have won for original, but that's fine either way. Best Actress winner, as you would guess, is Jodie Foster. Uh, she was up against Gina Davis for Thelma and Louise, as well as Susan Sarandon for Thelma and Louise. Mm. I imagine they probably, they probably split, split the vote. vote. Yeah, they split yeah. the vote. Uh, not that Jodie Foster isn't probably the best of these five, but Laura Dern for Rambling Rose and Bette Midler for For the Boys. We're also nominated. This is the thing I was telling That's you last a weak night. Category. He goes to like sing for the troops. And I forget. I don't even James remember Conn. what Rambling Mark, Rose is Mark, about. Uh, right, they'll direct that. Yeah. Uh, I would actually think, you mentioned Lily Taylor. Uh, I actually would put her in there for Dogfight. But mm. I loved Annette Benning and Bugsy. So I might pick her. Oh, yeah. And I, I've always liked her in a lot of different roles. Uh, That's the like movie that she fell in love with Warren Beatty and then yeah. the audience fell in love with her. There's clearly a uh, palpable chemistry. That's what I think made them shine in this film. So, mm -hmm. uh, Holly Hunter for Once Around. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was his uh, fifth film. Yeah. So, or fourth. I think it was your fourth. Yeah, what? Well, yeah. yeah. A movie I had completely forgotten about because I've not seen it. I know. That's it was, uh, if you're a Richard Dreyfuss fan, you should see it. Yeah. I was going to say Jodie Foster. Like, cause, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I just agree. Because she... Uh, in Silence of the Lambs, that was... Too bad she, didn't, uh, too bad she didn't reprise that role in later uh, Hannibal. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... I hope that was, that was kind of disappointing. But she had to hold her own because she was up against Anthony Hopkins, and that's a hammy performance. Mm -hmm. And to have equal footing with that, yeah. that's not easy. It makes you think it isn't no. hammy because of her. I think she's even better than Anthony Hopkins. So yeah. if anyone she's grounded. Most, it was her. He, he's a little more animated. She's grounded. Yeah, well, I mean, she's, like, she's also the audience surge. Yeah, making me yeah, think like I he, he, like he, he. I feel like with Anthony Hopkins, like he, I've heard for Hannibal Lecter, like he honed in, like uh, his frame of reference was to like hone in on an animal and make it like human. And I think his focus was like, when he was portraying a Hannibal Lecter. He's like a python. snake, yeah, like python like, or snake. He has glassy so, eyes. Yeah, so like the way he, he doesn't like, blink. Yeah, so. I guess, like, his hammy performance could be, like, uh, unnerving mm -hmm. if you're not used to that, like, psychopathy. Well, it's also interesting that he won, and if uh, <clears throat> if you had seen Manhunter, the original, um, Red Dragon, mm. Brian Cox plays Hannibal Lecter, and that plays him completely different. Have you guys watched the show? Yeah, I love the I show. I did. Mads yeah. Mikkelsen's great. It. You told yeah. me to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. 
something to get around to. They were start. They were about to introduce Clarice. Yeah. So the they list. canceled it. And then they did a show Clarice this past year. Right. Which. That's probably why they canceled it. Yeah. Like we're gonna do our own. Well, anyway, Jimmy. Now that you've had enough time to think about it, uh, who would you pick as best director? Do you want to go? No, no, I already know. Like I, I picked out like. I was dicking around earlier, but like uh, James Cameron. Ah. Because one, like, he created a a summer blockbuster. Sure. So like, you know, there's Exhibit A. Exhibit B, he helped mold a generation of youngsters that Mm -hmm. grew up on his brand of sci-fi, essentially. Interesting. You wouldn't have known that in 95. Yeah, you wouldn't have known it by... But like, in hindsight, yeah. It's like, this is why it's better. But I'm giving this assessment now, because like... You're not wrong. (laughs) I was totally expecting a Terminator and Alien to show up on the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's the real reason it sank it yeah. wasn't the iceberg the pulling cords yeah. Yeah. So, so the five that were actually nominated because uh, James Cameron was not which yeah. is correct uh, Jonathan Demme is it Demme? Demme, Demme. De- Jonathan Demme uh, won for Silence of the Lambs uh, John Singleton uh, was nominated for Boys in the Hood youngest ever nominated director uh, Barry Levinson was nominated for Bugsy Oliver Stone for JFK, and Ridley Scott did Thelma and Louise. Uh, yeah, I actually agree with your assessment. I think any of those five are good choices as well. So it's actually a really good class for, for 91. Uh, what about you guys? Do you think... Honestly, I'm wholeheartedly in agreement with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because he has a good... He has a good control of the actors. Mm-hmm. Like, Arnold doesn't really... He's not a very uh, he, well. He's got, he doesn't have a huge range. But yeah, he knows how to get him to play within that. Yeah. And uh, Linda Hamilton hasn't been that impressive. And Edward Furlong Never. in other roles is just comes off plain annoying. And he's I, he's innovated technology in this. Yeah. So it's I, I, it's just a huge Herculean responsibility. Jeff, I'll that, take it. You joining us? Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, you did. I was. You did already say. Yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, That's I'll cool. You. Unanimous. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I was pretty spot on with that assessment, wasn't I? For for the final one, I figured we'd all just kind of discuss best picture, agree what might be uh, picked. You already know that Silence of the Lambs won, uh, and I went away from it to look at Ridley Scott. What was weird about Silence of the Lambs winning is uh, <laughs> normally these Oscar movies come out in November, December. Mm-hmm. That came out in February. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Which is weird because the Oscars have a very collective... <clears throat> short memory yeah. when it comes to this thing. And we had mentioned at the beginning of this this year's season uh, that it was out the same week as uh, Dances with the Wolves. It's maybe the only time that the two consecutive Best Picture winners are out at the same time. Mm. I can't tell you that that's ever happened since, for sure. Uh, also nominated against Beauty and the Beast, the first animated oh. film to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, right. Bugsy, JFK, and The Prince of Tides. And we could all pick something else. Well, for innovative technology, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like okay. Because, you know, they, they combined CG with traditional animation almost sure. seamlessly. Nobody noticed until somebody was like, hey, check that out. And like, <laughs> they Whoa. did it in the rescuers down there. I mean, yeah. yeah. But Beauty and the credit. Beast did it better. No. Hmm. I mean, it's Disney. They fooled everybody. They continue to improve, so. So, best picture? Yeah. Fisher King. Okay, makes sense. You're number one of the year. Beauty and the Beast. Oh wow, two Beauty and the Beast. That probably would win for us if oh, two of us. No, I, I'm going with Boys in the Hood. Oh okay. Yeah, because oh, wow. as much as I love Terminator 2, I don't know that it would win Best Picture. 
And I think, honestly, better than Silence of the Lambs, all three of them. Oh, wait. The Hard Way, the Michael J. Fox. Hard Way's this year. Did you forget about the hard way? I forgot about it. That should have been on my list. This changes everything. This changes. It would have been. It would have been my top ten. Wouldn't have been the top five. Would have been number one. Would it have beaten five? No. Okay. It would have been. Like I said, it would have, would have been top ten, not top five. Like somewhere around six or seven. Okay, so just beating the doors. Just, just being after. Oh yeah. shit, the doors. Did you yeah. forget about the doors? Yeah, did you okay, change my answer to doors? Okay, so I go back. Val Kilmer should have been. Okay, so like, <laughs> this is why we need to prep yeah. beforehand. I no. told you three weeks ago. <laughs> give me your lists. We did it all last night. So yeah, no, no, but like for my for like <laughs> the, uh, the, the other the other five films that I picked yeah. were like a total of ten. Like like the, like the reason they were later on my list is because like half of them I had just recently seen. So like the the nostalgia factor wasn't entirely there. Oh, uh, dude, I wish we'd known this beforehand because I would have picked Val Kilmer for best actor. Guys, yeah. I'm really bad at this. Yeah, Val Kilmer would have been great for I'm bad at movies for some reason I did the poster boy thing. Damn it. I might have changed my screenplay one, too. Yeah, for Doors? No, nah, I probably would have made it The Last Boy Scout. Damn it. It's okay. You can still say that. I mean, it's too late. Once, once one has said, it's, you can't, no one takes we're it back. We're still rolling. I should have yeah. looked at my list. And this is why we're not in the Academy. Yeah. 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 Can't make up yeah. my mind. Abstentions. Yeah. Is there any themes that anybody knows throughout the year? Yeah, I was going to ask that, too. I don't know. I noticed there was a lot of uh, ending of the Cold War tensions. Mm-hmm. Especially in Nicholas Meyer movies, weirdly enough. Yeah, with both the, in Undiscovered Country. Company and... Business and Undiscovered Country. Both Cold War allegories. Mm-hmm. And we're still so. dealing with that at this point, because it's only I mean, a year fresh. I mean, T2, like, that's, you know, nuclear apocalypse. That's mm-hmm. still, like, we're still Cold War-themed. like Essentially, <clears throat> like Doomsday. Like any other uh, actors that you liked popping up a lot? I'm trying to think. We thought John Candy did. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. We mixed <laughs> up. Don Louise. Yeah. <coughs> Actually, John Candy did have two good movies this year: Delirious and Only the Lonely. Oh right. So we and we were right. Wasn't he in another movie? Wasn't he in a film that Dan Aykroyd created? With Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Actually, I love that movie. Nothing yeah. But Trouble. Nothing, Nothing But Trouble. trouble. Oh, so Nothing he had, But Trouble. Yeah. Three out of box. Yeah. yeah. 91's a hard year to pin down because I think America didn't know which direction it was going to go in. And mm. we thought, okay, we've solved the Cold War. And then, and then they have you to know, deal with the, internal the, affairs. Then also the, the Gulf War was like Yeah, it's still raging. Yeah. I'm very intrigued to see where 92 takes us. Yeah. So... Uh, and we'll start becoming monthly as soon as we uh, choose what we're uh, going through in 1992. But we're going to try as best we can uh, to pinpoint the date at which our episodes well, yeah. are going to come out. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. All right, take us out. Okay. Jimmy's getting punchy. Yep. We're, we're glad you uh, joined us for the, the second year of our journey. We hope you stick with us for the rest of the eight that we have ahead of us. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, comment. Tell us what your favorite movies in 1991 were. T- tell us what your favorite episodes were. Uh, who Who is your favorite? If you Validate any, us. If you have which any, one, uh, which one of us is your favorite? If you have any suggestions for 1992, we're going to choose right now. Maybe we'll change our mind.